Welcome back to this week's episode of Stimulating ASES. This is Rachel Hoffman in the Middle School Sim Zone. And I'm Cindy Cowell from the Early Learning and Lower School Oasis Tinker Lab. And we may or may not be joined with Patty later on from me. See if I will find out. She's finishing up something. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. so today is all about STEM in history, or mm-hmm. as it's referred to in my department, social, social studies. studies. Yes. Yeah. So um, we are going to focus on uh, middle school today. I had two really awesome teachers, and they were lined up, and then things kind of popped up. We so had. You'll probably add like a recording. Yeah, you can interview yeah. them, and we'll add their little bits. Yeah. So um, her, let's see, our youngest fifth and sixth teacher. Her son is in turn, tennis tournament today. Oh, so she Yeah, she so I think she probably had to, yeah. Yes. Um, and then our other teacher is closing his house, which is yay. yay. Good job for him. <laughs> so, yeah, we're lucky we have some really good history teachers in, in middle school. Mm-hmm. So, so. Um, and they're real, like, flexible to work on mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm going to go ahead and talk about their projects, and then we'll we'll get them um, – telling us their their feedback on mm-hmm. how they feel as teachers. Mm-hmm. I think that's important for you guys to hear. Um, we as STEM teachers, we think everything is great. All projects are fun and fantastic. But sometimes as like a regular classroom teacher, um, there's a different feedback. You know what I mean? It, it's yeah. different for them. Yeah. Our brains are project geared. Yes. So it's a little different for us. Um, but anyway, we'll get their feedback. Um, but first up, um, Miss Abel mm-hmm. in fifth grade has been doing some cool stuff. She has um, seen lots yeah, of good pictures yeah. and posts of their stuff. Yeah, Cindy has a student who comes in and talks about how excited he was about the aqueducts, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So that that is what they did. They were doing um, ancient Rome. Ancient Rome. Um, our fifth grade curriculum is all about um, ancient civilizations. So they kind of touch on a each bit one. On each one. Yeah. So they were on Rome, and she was trying to think of a way to zhuzh it up mm-hmm. to make it a little more fun. STEM is an easy way to zhuzh and make things a little STEM more. STEM is, especially for, I'm going to say for the younger grades, mm-hmm. especially like fifth and sixth, yeah. they super still love to tinker and to build and mm-hmm. to, like, it's just a, they but love. But even the older it. kids, it's a way for them to show their shine. knowledge of stuff. Kind to of shine of a, with STEM. Yes, instead mm-hmm. of their normal presentations. Right. To, STEM related something. So um, they are, they or they are, they made aqueducts. So yes. and they actually had to make water uh-huh. and waterproof, mm-hmm. and they actually had to make water travel mm-hmm. across. So lucky I was just in Rome over Christmas and actually saw some real you did? aqueducts. It was so amazing. So of course, the student that I work with, you showed him. Who, who showed me the aqueducts that he had made. Of course, I shared pictures of the real yeah, thing. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy that some of those ancient civilizations, all this stuff is still there. And, um, I mean, yeah. not here in the United States. Our oldest stuff is from like the 1600s, uh, right. but their stuff is, is everywhere you turn and look. It's ancient stuff. But yeah, those aqueducts are really cool. And I think what was neat about her project with them, all the aqueducts were had... Of course, the similar arch shapes, mm-hmm. but they all were different and made out of different material. Yeah, but... so that's the way that she did it. Um, and it's a little different for, and 
like seeing it through done in the classroom eyes, it's kind of fun um, because she had them sit and come up with what supplies. I mean, we do that too. Mm -hmm. What supplies do you need? But we have the supplies in the classroom. She had to say, okay, what supplies do you have? Who's responsible for bringing these supplies um, for the project? And so, I mean, it was, it was everybody Mm -hmm. kind of brought something different and um, she stole all my hot glue guns for the week. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I told Amber she needs recycled materials. Just come to my space. Yeah, she buckets and buckets and bins and bins. She was stuff. real worried. She cleared me on a cardboard. Now she okay, did. She okay. she came in and she cleared me on a cardboard. I said I said do not worry. All of my Amazon boxes are still in my garage. I was like this is this isn't even half of my pre cut <laughs> right yeah, right. Um, yeah. So um, but that's and then what did she do just recently with ancient Egypt? She did something really cool. Yeah. So they did Egypt. the pyramids and um, not only did they have to build a pyramid, which seems kind of basic. Okay, yeah. pyramids are simple, but the the top had to come off, and then they had pre-made things so kind of like a jewelry underneath. Box the yes, the top yeah. came off, and inside were the things that the people in the group would want to be buried with. So they kind of made tombs. Yes, like the they did. Um, we talked about um, when we sat down and talked about it. We talked about letting them choose between sarcophagus and pyramid, and I think she did, but they yeah. all wanted to build yeah. a pyramid. Maybe um, some had a sarcophagus inside their pyramid. They could have, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, so those turned out super cute. Um, and then for her sixth grade class, they're currently out of popsicle st- sticks building log um, houses. Log so yes, yeah, so for um, sixth grade, it's Texas history. Well, it's the story of us. But um, it's mostly Texas history. And so they are building um, historically accurate homes. So not just, I'm just sticking. Like in my world, sometimes they're just little popsicle sticks stuck on boxes. There she is. So she's going to come in and and tell us her her thoughts on her projects and and how she's doing. So we'll pause. We'll pause real quick. No, you're, totally you're good. Fine. I outlined, like I clear, like outlined your projects. What we would love to hear from you is like your thoughts on how it was in the classroom and like how it, it felt enhanced. as it as a teacher and like how you felt it did. For your... Okay, Nathan, can we get another a wireless mic? Oh, we don't have another headset. That's okay. And here she is. She's with us now. um, And she's going to tell us a little bit about her process. And then I actually forgot a couple of projects that she's going to tell us about. So go ahead. Okay, so we started um, basically with the aqueducts after we uh, studied ancient Rome. I teach ancient civilizations. And Miss Borgeson was kind of who encouraged me. I'd been doing a lot of lecturing. I'm a first-year teacher and I was looking for a way to engage the students, but also kind of give myself some variety and at times a, a break and more the kids taking, um, well, I wanted to give them a variety. Of course, there's some children that really love construction and some that enjoy, we've done skits, for example, mm-hmm. with the Mayans. Um, we did salt maps uh, after we studied China. So the way that it's worked is we usually study the civilization for about two weeks. We test and then we celebrate with a project. And it's great. I mean, they basically are already asking me when we started studying um, the Aztecs today what their project's going to be after our test. And so um, with the salt maps, we voted. Uh, Basically, I came up with the aqueducts, and then um, we decided there were a couple of options for China. And so we voted um, on what what they would do for their project. So... Um, I'll probably do the same thing with the Aztecs. I may come up with three ideas. A lot of times I'll go online and research, you know, projects or art projects or construction projects, and then they'll vote. Um, 
what was really great about the aqueducts and a lot of, you know, this was new for me as a first year teacher, but I let the kids also select their supplies. And so, you know, we made a list on the board one day. It took us all period of what we would need for aqueducts, what we could need, what we wouldn't need. And then they basically volunteered what they had around their house. And then it was kind of like just community property. So they were sharing their ideas and it just kind of evolved. But um, they really got into it. And uh, some of them were more into the aesthetics. And then some of them, I told them it had to work. It couldn't leak. Or if you wanted to use a marble, it, you know, it'd have to flow and it'd have to work correctly. And so for a lot of them, um, the mechanics were interesting for them. And so I think it's just a way to take history. Of course, a lot of it is discussion and, and lecture, but it's also application. And I think, you know, they're not ever going to forget what an aqueduct is if they've had to create one. Yeah, for sure. It brings history to life. Yes, it brings history to life. Instead of just being words on a dead piece of paper. And so the skit was also was a Rob's idea. So I was going to have them one day in class. I was, I thought I'm just going to, we'd studied the Mayans and they'd learned some key terms. And sometimes I'll have them write a story. And some of them love writing stories. But then a Rob says, well, Miss Abel, why don't we write a skit? And I said, great idea, even better. And so in the first, in my A block, they just wrote a skit. But by the time we got to B block, they were making props. And so then I said, okay, (laughs) we're not going to just write the skit. We're props. So, I mean, four days later, we're, I mean, full-blown skits, props. They're making things at home. And so a lot of it is their idea, you know? And I think as a teacher, especially as a new one, I've learned to ask them, I mean, what gets you going? I mean, what, and now, I mean, it's watching their skits. That was the best way for them to re- to remember the terms and to apply them, mm-hmm. acting them out. You know, so um, I think sometimes these successful things in a way happen by accident, but I'll definitely do it again next year. You know, I don't know that I'll do the salt maps again, but the skits. And I think it's important to have a variety, to have 100%. to have humanities, um, you know, the things that are more mechanical, technology, mm-hmm. anyway. Um, so I'll, I'll let you know your your last minute skit thing was so successful. Sonia talked about it for like a good 30 minutes when we got home. Mm-hmm. Oh, good. I got okay. to hear about this person's skit and this person's skit and all of it. And I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> she can go on. Yeah. Um, but I think it's fantastic. And the great thing is you're getting, um, as we go further, you're getting kids that have had Cindy for longer. So mm-hmm. Cindy does all kinds of stuff like that with them in the lower school. And so the further we get to go, the more they've had her and the more they're going to come up with crazy off sure, the wall ideas. Sure. Well, with the sixth right. graders, I could tell they were kind of jealous, you know, they've been seeing different construction projects and our curriculum, of course, it's a Texas history class. But when we started on the dog trot cabins, They'd done a slideshow, and we'd studied about what the first colonists of Texas, what their cabins looked like. And I got pictures of, like, colonial New England homes, and I was just kiddos. That's that's not what they looked like. And we went over a few times, but I'd ask a question in class, and they'd still kind of describe it incorrectly. And I thought, I'll tell you how they're going to get it. We're going to construct them. And, again, they'll always remember that type of cabin. So I think that there's just some ways... I'm not really concerned with details as much as I am them getting the main concepts mm-hmm. and remembering them. Or I always say, you know, in five years or 10 years, she'll be having a conversation and I want you to be able to, you know, to not just fill in the blanks, but have an idea and converse. So I think it's a way to have things stick mm-hmm. and for them um, to have fun. 100%. Yeah, when, on days right. we're doing those projects, when the bell rings, they don't want to leave. And that makes me feel good. Yeah. Hey, and I want to give you mad props for doing the the skit on ERB week 
we're not even in our listen we're not even in our classrooms and this one is like doing stuff in a different building like yeah. it's fantastic well it worked Mad out because it was you know it was in the CIA, oh, yeah, which yeah. was kind of conducive to skits but um anyway thank you appreciate yeah. it that's that was awesome that was amazing <laughs> that is awesome all right, so pros cons. You're you are a first year teacher, but like uh, I would say, con- I would say there's a time frame. You know, I wouldn't really want to spend. I think we spent two weeks on the aqueducts, and after two weeks, I needed more structure. And it's mm-hmm. also hard getting them back in. Okay, y'all, we're finished with the project. We're starting a new civilization. It's time to. I'm going to snap and talk. Raise your hand if you have a question. So at times <clears throat> when you get away from that structure, I think it's harder for them to jump back in. But I mean. I would say, right. I mean, of course, the room's a mess at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. I kid them. I said, y'all, I'm having nightmares <laughs> about being over and picking stuff off the floor one day. I mean, they just kind of laughed. But it also, they, they have to learn to clean up, you yes. know. And so um, I really Amen. can't think of any, um, I really can't think of very many cons to it. I mean, I think I relate. I, you have empathy and you think about when you were a kid, what kind of teacher did, would you want to have? And, um, you know, I just think that there's way there's definitely more pros to and taking risk and trying mm-hmm. it. And like I said, the salt maps maybe didn't work as well. Um, and so I may not do that again next year. Um, but I definitely will repeat the aqueducts and it'll be interesting to see maybe for certain years, they'll receive it differently. You know, maybe yeah. those won't be as exciting next year, but I'm, I'm just um, happy to, to let it evolve, you know, and give it my best. Well, I'm excited. What did you, what was, you mentioned a couple of times about the the salt maps. Like mm-hmm. what what was not uh, what worked and what didn't. Just for our listeners, I just think who the might level be thinking about of the it. depth to it. I mean, basically, just we went out. We did get to go outside, and they made dough. Uh, and then basically, they painted their maps, and they had to have a legend and write in where the Great Wall was or the Silk Road. Again, they'll always remember where that is and what it meant. Um, but I don't think that it had the um, challenge that the aqueducts had or the py- the pyramids. They had to create their own tombs. Now, that may sound a little morbid, but it was about the but That was a personal connection right. for them. So it really, it wasn't just what you see on the outside. It's when you take the top off and you've got people's, you know, they've got their little bookshelves with what they watch on TV or their animal or their, uh, I mean, they even made their little sarcophagus and had, I mean, they just, it wasn't morbid for them. It was really, they thought about if they were, what would they would want to take with them and the afterlife. They loved learning about King Tut. Um, and so, again, um, it was just really kind of creative and personal. And I also allowed some of the boys to use Legos. But it was interesting. I gave them the option. And, you know, maybe next year I'll be a little more stringent. I'm learning. But I said, you've got two options. You can either use cardboard or you can use Legos. And I would say um, 90% went with cardboard, which I think is great, right? But um, but there were a few. A lot of them would use Legos to construct the things that would go inside. So um, it, it works out. It's funny. Like I had this big tub of Legos that I was going to take to Goodwill that Frank had outgrown, and they were been in my car. And I thought, I know, I'll just take them up to the school. Mm-hmm. And it was like perfect timing. It happened to work out for the pyramids. So. I'll say I think <laughs> the salt maps were more. They had to be a certain way. Mm-hmm. Where all her other projects, the kids have really, really, really enjoyed. They had they get a choice, right. and it's kind of open ended. Yeah. And there's also a presentation day. So after they create their project, of course, like, you know, uh, y'all do in STEM, they have to get up and they have to present. And mm-hmm. so um, they have to take ownership and each talk about which what the, that they um, participated, you know. And so um, it's also not just the element of the construction, but it's also having to get up and speak before the class and present, which is important. It's very important. So. Right. 
You could probably do something on, on that where you can give them like choices or come up with their, you know, their own way. Like you have with these other things, like how do you want, how do you want to do it? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's neat. I'm just, you're a first year teacher and you're already doing these things. It's a fantastic. Isn't it awesome? It's well, fantastic. No, I appreciate she's, it. she's fantastic to work with. Yeah. Well, and it, it, like I said, it doesn't always, it can get a little chaotic at times, right. but you know, oh, we know that it, 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 <laughs> I guess that could be a I con. think that's, well, it can, it, it can, I think it's, it's learning and, and having the person in the room that can go with the chaos that can mm-hmm. just roll with the flow, which is sometimes hard, mm-hmm. especially with yeah. fifth grade. <laughs> Well, like I said, if it sticks and they remember it and they enjoy it, and like I said, I, when I go home at the end of the day and my kids, when that bell, I, that's what I told my husband, I said, when the bell rings and they're not ready to leave, I've done my job. Mm-hmm. They've had a good day at school and I've had a good job. I mean, I've had a good day watching them and, you know, so much of it is their academics, but it's also, for me, I want them to thrive and I want them to be happy. Mm-hmm. I want them to be excited when mm-hmm. they're at school. Right. Yeah, so. we talked about that with, with English. Not every kid thrives, and you're doing a variety, but not mm-hmm. every kid thrives writing a paper. Mm-hmm. That's just not what their wheelhouse right. is. So adding extra stuff in mm-hmm. a variety, so that way everybody has a chance to shine. Sure. And it's kind of rare. Well, and that's what's great right. about teaching history. You know, I don't know that I could do this. I'm not capable, I don't think, of doing it with other subjects. But, I mean, history is, is perfect, I Playground. think. Playground. And maybe you typically wouldn't think that. You know, it, there's not an H in STEM, right? I mean, but, I mean, so you go into STEM. it and you think, you think, how am I going to do STEM in history? But man, there's all kinds of ways to do yeah, to do STEM in history right. for sure. Well, it's storytelling. A lot mm-hmm. of history is just storytelling, so mm-hmm. it, it kind of gives you room to play. Yeah. Um. Well, Amber's fantastic. I'll Thank brag you. on Nick for a second and and Betsy, and then we'll I think we'll round out our our middle school. Um. Okay. Nick is. It brought the VR headsets into the classroom, and we had a um, a day where they experienced Auschwitz through the VR headsets, which was really intense. Um, there, it's so detailed in the VR headsets; it really is like being there. Like at one point, Nick was like, "Hey, pause the video," and so like I paused, and he said, "Those are scratch marks inside of the chambers." gas chambers and I was like okay and like you can so it's like I mean it really is it brought the kids there and it gave them the empathy um which I think I think the VR headsets allows for an empathy mindset because it puts you in that spot there's no there you you don't have a choice you're gonna feel something Mm -hmm. um while you're in the headsets um and then he does he and Betsy both do a lot of free choice um, project stuff. So, um, I know I've got a couple of kids right now, both for eighth and seventh, they are 3d printing some stuff for their projects for history. Um, but I think history is a great subject, no matter what grade level you're in to, um, do some kind of project, um, because it does mm-hmm. lead, it leads itself to that because it's just storytelling, which is fantastic. So um, anyway, I, I went down. When you when you mention Auschwitz, this this all the energy just leaves. Um, so anyway, right. um, yeah. So I think our history. Uh, I'm gonna call middle school history rocking it. Like our our Betsy through Amber, or I guess Amber through Betsy. It doesn't matter. All four grade levels are doing some fantastic stuff. I know um, Betsy's doing Genius Hour in history. 
So they're doing a genius hour impacting the world. So she's taking the, our motto um, is igniting passions to impact the world. So she's taking the impact the world part. Um, and she said, I don't care what does, I don't care what your genius hour is, as long as it has some sort of impact on the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, we've got a lot of kids, a couple of them are doing podcasts. We've got one that's doing a YouTube, um, channel for cooking, I think. Um, I think I have one that made a hydroponics, um, growing chamber of some kind. Anyway, it, I mean, they're, they're, they're doing, they're making their building. Is that Emerson doing the cooking channel? No, actually, you know what? I didn't think about that. And you mm. would think Emerson would or something for photography, but no, right. he's doing a podcast. Um, he is doing a podcast. The, um, ch- the cooking channel is a rough. Okay. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, anyway. That's yeah. what I have during the pandemic when we had that like 187 day spring break. Yes. I had a lot <laughs> of my STEM students mm-hmm. cooking. Because that way they could be measuring and uh-huh, sure. you know, following instructions. Them. And the hope is that you know parents started to give them the wrong stuff. You know, mm-hmm. so if it went if it called for a cup, they gave them I give them an eighth. That's all I got. Here's an eighth of a cup. I and, remember wait, because right. Frank or Ruby had an assignment with measuring. I thought it was yeah, a great idea. It was idea. Ruby, yeah, yeah. And I think it's good too. You know, I was as a kid, I was taught how to cook, and my mom didn't always just stand over me. I kind of had to mess the pancakes up a few times to right. figure out how to make them, you know, but, um, right. I think cooking is wonderful. I definitely think we should incorporate that probably, or we could incorporate that more in, it's in great school. Way. And then cook. telling huh? them, Nine cook. here's a recipe a for four people. You need to make it for six mm-hmm. and then give them the wrong stuff. And right. they have to figure out the sure. right stuff. And so for using conversions, the conversions absolutely. Yeah. So giving them teaspoons instead mm-hmm. of a tablespoon and let them, you know, start to figure those mm-hmm. things out. And and they can, they can Google that. I mean, they have access to all that stuff. Like how do, how many teaspoons are in a tablespoon? How many, yeah. you know, and just those kind of things yeah. and start to figure out these are ratios and, and whatnot. And so that's kind of my goal behind it. And I know, you know, at the end of the day, if they're learning how to measure and they're looking at the meniscus of, you know, when they're putting oil in and stuff like that, like that it's stuff the was the little huge. life lessons that stem right. sometimes brings. Yeah. Right. But I mean, it was hard because we weren't allowed to bring anything over to your houses because we didn't know. I mean, mm-hmm. I was thinking zombie apocalypse at the beginning. So, <laughs> you know, I've watched way too many movies. But uh, you know what I mean? It's, it was, we, I didn't know and we didn't know. And so not not being able to do STEM, that was tough. Mm-hmm. That was tough. They had to do a lot of coding. So yeah, yeah. And Frank's you know, Frank they had to do a lot of coding. So we'll see. Okay. I'm so glad you came. I know, I'm so glad I, because I don't get to see what you all do, and so I get to see what Rachel does. But yeah. I, I miss out on the middle school no, piece. Um, Amber is rocking it. Well, out thank you. History. I actually appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, that was this week's middle school. Next week we will hit a different division. I'm going to let it be a surprise. Right. Um, and we will see what they're doing in history in that division. And we will talk to you then, guys. Bye. Bye.